don't need a high-end designer or a lot of money to get a luxe look. Be your own interior designer with big design, small budget. Here's your host, Betsy Helmuth. When I first started designing, I felt a little bit ashamed. I'm going to admit something to you guys. In fact, it wasn't just when I started designing. Every now and again, that sense of shame still creeps up because while I consider myself an amazing designer, please guys, after 1,500 spaces, I think I can say that with confidence, I do not consider myself an amazing stylist. It's really tricky to take 50 books, five tchotchkes, and a dozen picture frames and make an amazing bookcase. It's really tough to take a coffee table and have it at once be super functional, but also magazine ready, totally attractive, having that wow factor. What do you incorporate? What do you take away? Styling has never been my forte. Luckily, today on Big Design Small Budget, we are joined by Erin O'Keefe. She is an art director, a clothing stylist, a set designer, and she is going to give us all of her tips, all of her tricks for styling impeccably. Welcome, Erin, to Big Design Small Budget. Hello. Happy to be here. We are so excited to have you. You are also the guest of your own TV show. Tell us more, or the host, excuse me. Tell us more about that. Yes, I am the host of What's Up Westchester. I uh, was living in New York City and other places, countries for a while, and I recently moved back to Westchester where I grew up. And I felt a little disconnect, so I wanted to become close with the area. And I decided to start my own show so that I could meet really great people in Westchester and try new things. I'm always interested in having new life experiences and this show allows me to do that and uh, I've been having a really great time. So thanks for mentioning. Of course. Well, speaking of new life experiences, I was browsing through your Instagram and your portfolio and it seems you have styled from everyone from Tommy Hilfiger to Amazon. So tell us a little bit about your background and then I want tips. For sure. (laughs) So I uh, started out as uh, a clothing stylist primarily, and I would work with editorials, um, shooting for magazines, celebrities, uh, doing their red carpet or shooting them for editorials, and um, working on e-commerce a little bit. And I was really focusing on clothing. I had a photographer friend who started her own business, and she was approached by many major labels like Tommy Hilfiger. And they needed someone to fill their role as art director. So she brought me on and we uh, both at the same time became really interested in interior design. And that's something that I've been interested in my entire life. I've been reading Better Homes and Gardens since I was like a child. I always say like in in another life, I wish I was an interior designer. But this, this new opportunity really gave me a chance to stretch those those skills and those dreams that I have about about working on a space as opposed to with clothing. And it kind of broadened my view of styling. Um, and I, I realized that I approached both in the exact same way, even though the, the canvases are, are wildly different. All right. Okay. So as I was looking through your pictures, I was really shocked by how you so quickly get wow factor. Like immediately I was drawn into the images and immediately transported and had that sort of magazine moment. What do you think is the quickest way when you're styling a space to get that wow? Well, there are two things. 
one I would say is having an article that has that wow factor with its, if it's clothing, it would be like a giant ostrich coat. And you really don't need to do anything besides have that coat. You know, you could just have a plain model with simple hair, but everyone will be drawn to that one thing. It has a lot of volume, a lot of texture, and it's really exciting. Same thing I think goes for a room. If you have an insane couch, then I think the rest of the room can kind of fall into place and you don't have to have anything in that will compete with it. At the same time, if you don't have anything with a big wow factor, I always like to play with shape. Shape is one of the most important things to me. So same thing goes with if you're styling clothing with the model, if she's making a great shape, she doesn't have to be wearing something very exciting. And for me, in a room, if you have things with great shapes or you just play around with the shapes, it can make a really great wow picture. But you don't necessarily have to have amazing pieces in it. Well, tell me more about the shapes because it's not something that I ever really think about. I mean, I do – my personal feeling on shapes is that there are some shapes that are really special, like circles. Circles in my line of work are pretty special because everything tends to be angular. A table is generally angular, a sectional, a sofa. There's so many rectangles and squares in what I do that I really value circles, but I only use them a couple of times per room. But is that sort of what you mean? That's actually totally what I mean. If I'm sourcing props for a room, I love a circle. If I find a big gold circle, that's like the best, in my opinion. And that's really how I like to create a varied shapescape. Because like you said, a lot of things come in rectangles. And if there's something that will just create a different landscape in the room, I find it really helpful. With that said, I love to find something that's really quirky and and out of place, like a garden gnome that you paint all one color or just something super random. And to me, that makes a wow picture. Well, I used to have this philosophy. I no longer have this philosophy, but I think you just shared that you might still have it. (laughs) I used to say back in my early days of designing that every room had to have one thing that was a little bit ugly. Yeah, (laughs) totally. (laughs) And, you know, then I started actively buying one ugly thing per room. And my (laughs) clients definitely said, wow, that's really ugly. I really thought of it as that unexpected element that would really get comments. Yes. Now I just don't include anything ugly because it became too big a conversation (laughs) with my clients. But it sounds like for you – you're looking for that hook. Yes, exactly. Luckily, none of my clients have to actually live in the space. So if there's something ugly, they don't have to commit for the rest of their lives. And it, since it mainly is just looking at it as a picture, I think that gives you a little bit more freedom to have that random, bizarre, ugly I would never say ugly, but (laughs) unexpected item. That might have been my problem is just giving it the wrong label. I could have said, you know, eye-catching or unexpected. They both start with you and they can mean the same thing, but one has worse connotations than the other. I also have this other philosophy. I had to create philosophies around styling, these kind of rules or crutches because I really felt so inept 
that I would read a lot of books and look in a lot of magazines and just really replicate what I saw until I turned them into rules because this was not an area of strength for me. That's a good idea. But one of the rules I came up with, and this isn't original to me, but is to group in odd numbers. Oh, absolutely. But I was looking at some of your pictures. I saw some even numbers. So maybe oh, it's no not. Oh, no way. Did no? you really? <laughs> but, but you know what? A lot of it was like shoes or gloves. And of course, that's an even number. You're not going to have three <laughs> shoes. But even looking at, do you find that odd numbers is? I do. And I only reacted so strongly because I was thinking about the rule of threes and how you have to have three things, you know, a tall thing, a medium height, and then a short item um, if you're styling a shelf or a table, for example. So yeah, I agree. I guess every once in a while, a fourth. That's the unexpected thing, guys. Maybe (laughs) every once in a while, a fourth slips in. Um, But I agree. Odd numbers, I think, works works best. I don't know why. I guess that's weird human nature. I'm not sure. Yeah, well, there's a whole theory about it. I I won't oh. go into it here, but <laughs> the odd numbers feel more organic, more visually pleasing, according to Fibonacci. The natural sequence of numbers happens to be odd, so we're oh. more attracted, and it feels less contrived to have an odd number. So whenever I'm cre- creating a gallery wall or you know filling a bowl with fruit, I'll make sure to have an odd number. It feels less. Forced. Fibonacci is very smart. There we go. Don't mess with Fibonacci. That's right. And one other thing that I really struggle with is, well, well, I came up with another rule, but I'm not going <laughs> to tell you my answer, but I want you to fill in the blank. Okay, great. So if you're styling a space mm-hmm. and you're a little bit stuck, if all else fails, add a what? Flowers. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely think that you need something pretty like to go with this ugly situation. I think that something pretty just makes people happy. If I have been stuck and then I add a flower and people love it and it looks great. I think, you know, a little nature and a little greenery goes a long way. It's very important for humans to interact with nature and and it's really grounding for them. And I think to see that in a space uh, is really pleasing. I completely agree. And when I was taking pictures for my book and working with a photographer, I was the stylist, which was big mistake, huge. (laughs) Next time, hire a stylist. But whenever I was feeling stuck, that wasn't my immediate answer. I have a different answer. I have Uh two other answers. Wait, Um, can I guess? Oh, yeah. Books? Okay, yeah. What was the other one? What was the other one, though? Uh, Okay. Because I have two. There's three things that I always end. Okay. We're talking in a room. Oh, if you're feeling stuck. already in there, I guess. Books and a pillow. Some like color pattern texture. Er, Nuts. <laughs> a tray. Ooh, if oh, all yes. else fails. Love a tray. I add a tray. I just put a tray on everything. Nice. And then I can style the tray rather than styling the whole surface. That is genius because it gives it a little more lived-in look and it adds like a personal touch. I love that. And moreover, it adds a fence, basically. It's Ooh. controlled chaos. So whereas I might be oh, cool. designing, you know, a big coffee table and the coffee table is quite large and the idea of styling that whole thing is really daunting. But if I put 
a two foot by two foot tray, all of a sudden I don't have to design the whole coffee table. I, I just have that. to style the tray. Genius. Yeah. So that's my little shortcut. But if all fails, put a tray on it. Uh, that's my motto. But when I was shooting my book, I was really stuck sometimes. And so I'd always run to the bodega and get flowers. And then it occurred to me after spending hundreds, literally hundreds of dollars <laughs> on flowers for my book, it's a book. Like nobody would know if these flowers were fake. Yeah. I could have bought fake. <laughs> I spent so much money on flowers and I loved having these fresh <laughs> flowers in my home later. But uh, it occurred to me at like the last shoot. Well, rest easy because fake flowers are really expensive. I don't know if you've ever had bought like really nice, nice fake flowers. They are actually really expensive. <laughs> so I was shooting I from was far okay. away. That's I would have done true. dollar store fake flowers. <laughs> all right, all right. All and right. maybe augmented with some greenery. Mm-hmm. But, oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Like that. But anyway, I really, really ate it there. <laughs> so a lot of my clients have missteps when styling upholstered furniture. Oh, yeah. So if you're styling that amazing couch you were referring to earlier yes. or even an armchair – What are some thoughts? Well, I'm a big pattern person, so I always love a pattern couch. And I can't say that I own one because I am not that uh, daring yet, probably. But upholstered couch, I think, is pretty key to a room because you can add – it's like a really easy way to add pattern and color and texture. And you can always change your mind later. It's really expensive, but, you know. I never recommend a pattern couch, but oh, no. oh my gosh, because the commitment is huge. That, well, that's that's just why like I don't you have were one. saying. You have to have a lot of cojones, right, yeah, to yeah. go for a a seven foot long pattern. That, all right, that's true. That's but true. I mean, I love it in a magazine. I love the bold statement that it would make. Yes, but it is not a livable statement. So I don't blame Sorry. you for not having one on your own. <laughs> but I do blame you for telling my listeners to Sorry, buy. Guys. <laughs> And on that note, we're going to take a quick commercial break. But when we come back, I want to hear about your pattern theory because I have a rule about patterns. I want to see if they're the same or not. (laughs) We'll be right back after this break. Do you love learning about interior design? Want even more info on topics like feng shui, furniture size and placement, and styling like a pro? then you won't want to miss my online classes. Head over to affordableinteriordesign.com, click on the shop tab, and you'll find my three online classes there. Take them as many times as you like, whenever you like. You'll have all that knowledge at your fingertips for as low as $45 per class. Purchase all three classes and you'll get a complimentary copy of my book. That value pack is only $90. Use promo code PODCAST to get an additional 15% off your entire order. Head over to affordableinteriordesign.com today to get access to your online classes. All right, we are back with Erin O'Keefe, set designer, clothing designer, art director extraordinaire, and she is sharing with us some of her top styling tips. And as I teased before the break, I want to know her thought on mixing patterns. I have a rule, but I have been contradicted before in a strong way. And so I'd love to hear if you have a rule. Okay. Well, I will start off by saying, obviously, the first most important rule with mixing patterns is to stay in the same color family. 
I think you can pretty much mix any pattern as long as they both have the same base color um, or accents. But at the same time, I love a bold look and I say, do whatever you want and try, you know, try different things. Um, color swatches exist for a reason. And so you can really just kind of play around. Florals and stripes are like the old standby that anybody can do all the time. But I think it's really cool that like iCats are pretty big right now, maybe even, I don't know if they're trending out yet, but <laughs> I still love them. And, you know, I think that gives a really good opportunity for for mixing patterns. I, I, I would say just do whatever you want. That's my rule. Whoa. I'm a rebel. No. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> even though I love that you're wearing checks and floral today. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah. It's patterns. great. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so I live via rules, as you can tell. I, I don't go anywhere without my rules. Just us, my husband, and children. <laughs> but for patterns, I say, again, they should share a color palette. So I completely agree there. But that they should each be of a different scale. So a medium pattern, oh. a large pattern, if you wanted to add more than that, a small, extra small, or extra large, but not replicating the same pattern. And as you can see, you're wearing like a medium and a large because how you measure the pattern is from where it starts and stops, right? You know, I had no idea. I well, never I thought made about that patterns. up. Well, and I didn't totally make that up. I'm sure that came from some magazine that I read, but... Yeah. When I worked at a design firm, the other designer that I worked with, mm-hmm. she had a rule that all the, pat- the, all the patterns you utilized had to be the same scale. So you share the color palette. We're all okay. in agreement on that. Yeah. But all mediums, all smalls, or all larges. So really it goes back to my rule, which is do whatever you want. <laughs> right? <laughs> really, Maybe. it goes back to my rule of just oh. do whatever I Say. Okay, yeah, yeah. That, that's actually, that's my rule too. So. <laughs> I'm into that rule. Yeah, okay. So where do you get your inspiration? Uh, travel is probably my biggest inspiration point. <laughs> is that a sentence? Uh, I really love to travel and you know, I'm in the same space. I feel stuck. And uh, when I travel, I, I learn new things about different cultures. And there are new tastes and textures. And the lighting is different. And the architecture is different. And I just find inspiration from anywhere with travel, predominantly architecture and lighting and greenery and I guess that's everything and museums and streets and cobblestones and door handles big time wow Um, oh my god door handles I love door handles there's so many amazing ones out there wow but if I'm home I guess old magazines no that's not even true just travel but how do you take that inspiration from travel home with you are you a person who buys a lot of stuff do you take a lot of pictures do you I take a lot of pictures I don't draw. I wish I – I mean, I draw a little bit, but not like – I don't like have a sketchbook while I'm out. I'm not mm-hmm. that cool, unfortunately. I take a lot, a lot of pictures, definitely of patterns that I see on buildings and, and again, like where the lighting hits different buildings and things. So photos predominantly make up my inspiration source. I would say that's it. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and as our listeners are designing – What is one styling tip that you would give them? Something that they could take away so when they're shopping at Home Goods or looking through the shelves at West Elm, they can zone in on something. I would say buy what you love. There's a new rule that I have for myself, and it's if I love it, I buy it. Within reason, 
But there are so many times when I'm out and about and I see something that just really speaks to my soul and I just – it could be any – like a spoon. And I don't buy it because I don't need spoons right now and it doesn't match my whole spoon collection. But then I go home and I think about this spoon and I realize it would make me really happy and maybe I could put it on the wall and maybe I could put it on a shelf. Maybe I could put it on my tray on my coffee table. (laughs) And, you know, I I really should have just bought that spoon. So I would say surround yourself with things that you really love. Again, I don't have tons of rules besides really like the odd thing is, is a pretty good rule that I thought I followed and you know like different levels and different shapes but within that color texture anything for me anything goes if I like it it gets in there one other thing that I've read mixed mixed opinions on that I'd love your opinion on is oh you're gonna fill in this sentence again because that was fun before okay every room needs one splash of this color Ooh, what a good question Oh, God. Uh, teal. Gray. Magenta. So you don't right. have, like, one <laughs> color that you're like, this room must have this? Uh, you, you know, it always changes. My my personal style and mood always changes. Um, right now, I would say gold or teal. I mean, gold's not really a color, but, you know, a metal. I would say it, every room has to have a metal right now for me. But if I had to pick a color, I think I'd pick teal. I think it's most pleasing. I'm a big blue person. I'm a cool color person. But I think warm tone people can kind of get behind teal too. So I would say that. Yeah, I found teal has been very hot, even though it's a cool color. Uh, These past, right, right? These past maybe even four years or so, it's been an ongoing relationship with teal, even in the stores and things like that. But I've read in magazines and books that some interior designers feel that every room needs a dash of um, like ruby red. Because it's like lipstick on a lady. No room is complete yes, without yes. that splash. I don't agree with that at all. I hate red. I am not As a fan a of myself. <laughs> I mean, I my home is predominantly red, so I'm okay. not going to rule that out. Okay. But it's not a, go- a color I gravitate towards at yeah. all. Yeah, but, it, it makes me like agitated a little bit. Yeah, it's a color of intensity, passion. It's known to increase blood pressure. Yeah. It's not a calming hue. And if my home didn't intrinsically have this stained glass that had a lot of red. I'm excited. I want to see your home now. This oh, sounds yeah. awesome. Yeah. Oh, well, just go on my website, affordableinteriordesign.com. Okay, okay great. Uh, it's the Westchester space. You won't want to miss it. But you can see that I have a lot of red, more than I feel comfortable with. Uh, in fact, all the cool. colors in my living room and dining room are colors I feel really uncomfortable with. That is would, so cool. Yeah, but I took my cues from the space. I think that's important is to, very important. you know, not just put your own identity on a space because I would have designed it exclusively teal, blue, and yeah. maybe green. Like you're a gorgeous store. Exactly. This is my happy place for a reason. But uh, <laughs> but anyway, where can we find you, Erin? <clears throat> I am e- most easily found on Instagram. My handle is Erin O'Keefe 5, like the number. And I you can get to my TV show there. There's a YouTube link. Uh, you can figure out how to find my website, erinokeefestyle.com. Uh, but Instagram's the best. Okay. And we'll put that in our show notes on our bigdesignsmallbudget.com page so that you can easily find Erin and write to her with all your style questions. Yes, please. Keep them coming. A big thank you to our amazing producer, Catherine Heller. 
to Aton and the MBCR House Band, and to Affordable Interior Design, the sponsor of this podcast and the premier place to get an amazing look on a budget. Check out affordableinteriordesign.com. If you guys love the show, the very best way to support us is by spreading the word. Tell your friends or write us an awesome review on iTunes. Even better, become a premium member. Yes, you can become a premium member of Big Design Small Budgets podcast by going to bigdesignsmallbudget.com. Not only do premium members get access to our archives of over 100 episodes, you also get our bonus episodes, which give you a sneak peek into my world as an interior designer. Every week, I share a new vignette, a new anecdote, new tips, all in that bonus series. You won't want to miss it. To become a premium member, go to bigdesignsmallbudget.com. It's $3.99 per month or $39.99 for a year's membership, and you're going to love it. I guarantee it. So until next week, guys, thanks so much for joining us, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.